This week on Non-Native Creative, I'm very happy to be sharing from Seoul and speaking with Iraqfor, also known as Rocky, originally from Canada. She is an up-and-coming soul and world music singer and performer here in Seoul, and I had the chance to speak with her about the road that brought her here. She shared about how she encountered some career challenges in Canada and how eventually that led to her pursuing other options and coming to Korea in the end. She shared a lot about her creative passions, and she talked a lot about how she gradually shifted to doing entertainment work overseas. You'll hear a lot about the variety of things that inspire her, and she also shared a lot of really good advice for how to work towards your goals. Make sure to check her out on social media from the links in the description. Enjoy! On this week's episode of Non-Native Creative, I am very happy to be in Seoul, South Korea, and I'm introducing Iraqfor, also known as Rocky, a singer here in the Seoul music scene. So thank you so much for coming to speak with me today. I'm really excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So uh, I have many questions for you, but I want to begin uh, our talk today with the same question that I ask everybody at the beginning uh, of this series, which is to imagine yourself kind of as like an X-Men sort of character. Okay. And share with us, if you can, kind of your origin story. What was the thing that led to you being here doing music-related work? What was the thing that kind of sparked your interest or an experience that you had that made you think, I'm going to go to another country and I'm going to pursue this really creative idea that I have. Do you have an origin story like that? Okay. It's a little long. Okay. <laughs> I'll try to all make right, it through. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've always been singing. Like music has always been my passion. and But I've also been a writer. I worked as a writer and a translator and I was self-employed back in Canada. Okay. And then at some point my business wasn't working anymore. Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting as many clients, so I had to look for another source of income. And I looked into teaching abroad, okay. and after watching a bunch of videos, I decided on Korea. Okay. So then I moved to Seoul, and I was I was teaching, uh, but music is always something that I knew that I would have to go back to. Mm -hmm. And I did my poetry thing, I released a poetry book, and then after releasing the book, I'm like, you know what, now it's time for me to dedicate my all to my music again. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. You, okay. There was a lot <laughs> in there. A, yeah. <laughs> okay. First, let's go back to uh, first. So in so you're originally from Canada. Mm-hmm. So while you're in Canada, you're doing writing, uh, writing and writing related work. You mentioned poetry in there as well. Yeah. So you kind of had like this creative sort of, I guess, tilt maybe to your work to begin with. Then. Yeah. Mm. Like okay. writing short stories, writing poetry is something I've done for a long time. Uh, before my clients, I was doing like mostly technical work, like technical translation, okay. um, writing blog posts, articles, things like that. Okay. When you say technical translation, do you mean like translating from one language to another? Or? Yeah. So uh, technical, I mean like translating like guidebooks mm -hmm. for cars. Oh. Yeah. So that was like my main client. Okay. And uh, I was doing translation from English to French, French to English, and I also had freelancers working with me doing like English to Chinese, mm -hmm. um, Spanish. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So it sounds like you have you had kind of like a multicultural environment that you were working with then. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, so you're a French speaker as well. Yes, I do speak French. <laughs> oh, French and English. Any others? Basic Spanish. Like, I minded in Spanish, but I haven't practiced it in so long, so yeah. it's right? like very rusty. Right? I think there are probably so many people from North America that are in a similar world. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I had some Spanish in high school, but yeah. beyond, like, hola, como estas? We're like, 
forgot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's cool. And you can read Korean. I just asked you to read something. Make sure that it was yeah. out of the shot over there. So, I can read Korean, yeah, but that's cool. my Korean is very poor. Okay, okay, understandable. Because uh, you've been in the country for a couple of years now, right? Well, on and off for like five, six years. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so I moved here in 2014. I lived here for a year. Okay. And then I moved away. I moved to Macau. And Ooh. then I spent some time in America and Canada. Then I moved back to Korea. And then I moved away again. And then I moved back. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Okay. This, I, I'm like, I, have to, I have to like be really careful with like all my questions there. There are like so many different ways I want to go. So Korea, I guess I, the first place that I want to start then is why Korea of all the places? You said that you, at the beginning, that you kind of were like looking into English teaching. And there are so many countries where you can go to teach English. Like yeah. Obviously, like Japan is another very popular one. What was it that drew you to Korea specifically? Yeah, I watched a lot of videos, and I just fell in love with Seoul. I'm like, this is such a cool place. Mm-hmm. I love the fashion. Um, the food looks really cool. I hadn't... Re- I've tried... Yeah, up until that point, I hadn't even tried Korean food, Whoa. actually. I'm like, oh, the food looks good. <laughs> it is. Good job with the food, Korean. <laughs> I love Korean food. It's good. It's good. And, yeah, and there's, um, like, a substantial, like, foreigner population here, too. Right. So, like... Yeah, basically those things, the culture, uh, the music, the language too. I started uh, learning how to read it before I moved. So I'm like, okay, I can move here and I'm going to learn Korean and it's going to be great. Nice, (laughs) nice. That's cool. So you had like a little like kind of motivation, like cultural excitement motivation. And then like you gave yourself kind of a steady background. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, so you came, you said 2014 for the first time? Yeah. Okay. And then after some time here, you decided, I think you said the next was Macau? Yeah. After that. So that w- was that also like to, to teach English? Yeah. Oh, okay. I also moved there to teach English. And then you decided to come back eventually. Yeah. Like you you mentioned kind of going to a few different places, I think. But mm-hmm. so <laughs> from, from like uh, your experience in Macau, was there something that you had, like some experience you had there that made you think like, no, I think Korea is better for me? Well, after Macau, I wanted to move to California. Oh. Like, that was the plan. Um, teaching is not my passion. I don't know if I can say that. You are allowed to say that things are not your passion. Yes. <laughs> yeah, teaching is not my passion. My passion. So after Macau, I'm like, you know what? I want to go back into trying to be a writer or mm-hmm. trying to make my, my main source of income from writing again. Okay. So I applied to a bunch of jobs in the States, and one looked like it was going to happen and then like last minute they're like okay after like a million interviews uh you're not right for the job so i was like ah snap (laughs) so then i I went because my my family i have family in atlanta right Mm -hmm. now so i spent some time in atlanta uh doing work online like writing for different clients and then i went back and forth between canada and the states and then i started missing korea Mm. i would see videos about korea and i'm like oh man I miss that place. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go back. It got into you, kind of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to move back. I'm going to teach again because it's a steady source of income. Sure. But I'm also going to uh, finally release my poetry book because I was writing poetry nice. at the same time. So I'm going to finally release my poetry book. And then after that, I'm going to go back to music. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my plan. Okay, okay. And now, I guess then, we're kind of at this point where you are now doing music you've released this poetry book Mm -hmm. and now you are you're actively working on building like a a music a music 
career kind of mm -hmm. here in Seoul's music scene. So can you maybe share a little bit about what kind of music that you're doing? Okay. So I, at night, I sing jazz. I sing at um, a jazz bar, you could say. Um, and I've done shows at different jazz bars around uh, Seoul. And I went to Busan to do a jazz bit at, um, on a cruise ship. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so jazz, but I also do world music, I would say. Um, my parents are from Cameroon. So I experiment with uh, West African sounds and I like hip hop as well. So I'm just, I just love experimenting with different sounds. Mm -hmm. But like at night, I sing jazz. Cool. Mm. That's super cool. So what kind of, what's sort of been like the response to your performances? Do you get like lots of people uh, who are, I guess what I want to say is like, what kind of audience do you get at your, at your performances? So mostly Korean people okay. come to my shows and they really like it. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that surprised me, but I, I think... The response I, I get is just they're so enthusiastic and very excited and yeah, it makes me happy. Like cool. even though there's the language barrier, we can still connect on like through music. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. That's really awesome. So you've been doing your performances mostly in Seoul and then you mentioned Busan as well. Yeah. Uh, so are you thinking to, to focus your, your music work then in Korea or do you kind of have ideas about like maybe uh, taking it to another country in Asia or maybe taking it back to North America? Like, do you have any kind of like dreams for where you want to go with that? Mm. Well, I want to perform all over the place. Mm. And like right now I'm releasing my music online and I've gotten some coverage like from other countries. Mm -hmm. So I really want to be known worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, Miss Worldwide. Right <laughs> oh God, that was such a cheesy joke. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, cool. That sounds really cool. And I saw uh, kind of like one of the things that you're working on for 2020, one of your projects is releasing a single every month. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So at like the end of the year, is it going to be like you've made a whole album kind of thing? I have a plan. Okay. Okay, and it's changed a few times. Uh, but like I have like over 12 songs at this point. Okay. Um, but... At some point, I want to surprise you guys with an EP. Oh. <laughs> I'm not saying when, oh. but <laughs> an EP is coming. <laughs> oh, that sounds cool. Because mm -hmm. you already have uh, one kind of, I, I don't know if, what the right word here is, like one like major single that has a music video to accompany it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How will I know? Yes. Right? Uh, so that was something, you made the music video for that here in Seoul, yes, right? Yeah. What was the process of doing that like? Like, how did you work together with people here to make that happen like if somebody told me okay Alicia make a music video in Japan I would be like oh my gosh <laughs> like, I'd be like oh my god like I, I work with like video it's part of my job like video and audio but like thinking about like the the challenges of all of like the production you know finding various people doing like auditions because you have like it's not just you in the video like there's mm -hmm. a bunch of people in the video like dancing or like they're singing along to the song or whatever yeah. like what was the process of making your music video like here okay well i initially i contacted uh, my friend eunice lee she's okay. korean american and she's a videographer okay she's like really really good so i contacted her and then i came to her with my my concept and then together we we created this the story mm -hmm. and i asked my friends like the people in the music video they were my friends so, oh, so cool. oh, okay. yeah that's awesome though 
That's yeah. awesome. So it wasn't like you had to go and like get auditions for like people, no. dancers or like actors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's yeah. awesome though. I know a lot of creative people, so that really helped. Yeah. Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. So it was very much like a like a uh, a group of friends working together to make the production happen. Yeah, that's really that's cool. It. That's mm-hmm. super cool. So it sounds like, uh, in addition to having you know like work experience, you also have experience just you know building kind of a community around around you. Uh, here in Seoul as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, then kind of uh, I want to shift a little bit then to sort we, we're sort of starting to talk about it. Um, yeah. Your experiences, not necessarily just doing like your creative projects uh, in Korea, but then uh, maybe more like broadly uh, about your maybe the challenges that you've found of working in Korea because like you've mentioned like it was so great to work with your fellow maybe like foreign or creative friends here mm-hmm. but have you found anything that's kind of challenging about being in Korea and working in Korea okay I had an idea but then it slipped away that's okay that's okay <laughs> it's gonna come back yeah <laughs> so like sometimes uh, like when we talk about like challenges of working in Japan of course like language barrier is mm-hmm. one yeah definitely but at least in Japanese society a lot of people will talk about how um it's difficult for lots of us who come from really direct cultures to learn to be like less direct. Like that's one challenge that a lot of people from Japan have described. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not like a person to person thing always, but just kind of a general thing that we're not very good at sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm very direct. Um, I remember at one job, I didn't like the work environment, mm-hmm. and I felt like it wasn't like the contract wasn't being honored. So a lot of the time I would just like, during meetings I would speak up like, this is not right, <laughs> like, okay. you know? So at, at some point you're like, you know what? <laughs> we You can leave. <laughs> oh. You can leave if you want. We're going to give you a lot of release. We just don't want any problems. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's so, a mismatch kind of thing? Yeah, it was just mm. definitely a mismatch. And I guess maybe I was bad for morale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I was just like point out certain things. And there were things that my coworkers noticed as well, but like... They didn't want to like ruffle feathers. Oh, I see. So it's kind of like you just don't want to like, even if you see something is wrong, you kind of like, uh, it's a little bit troublesome to deal with it. Like, let's not talk about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. That exists in Japan too, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, I didn't really care. I'm just like, this is not right. <laughs> I see. <laughs> so you're just gonna say it. Yeah, yeah. That's because I'm a, like by nature, I'm very introverted, mm-hmm. and. I'm not going to be the one to just be talking all the time. But when I have something to say, I will say it. I see. Yeah. And that can sometimes be a problem, Uh, you know, (laughs) depending on the situation. Depending, sure. (laughs) Yeah. So then I guess it kind of sounds like, you know, working in Korea then is a little bit similar to Japan in that respect. That's like more like, "Mm, maybe there's sometimes we don't need to be so direct. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got some issues. Okay. So that's one thing then that's maybe challenging. Uh, then on like the flip side then is there anything that you just like really really love about working here and living here I really love that it was so easy for me to start performing here oh okay yeah I it wasn't as easy in Montreal um, here there's you could reach out to, to bars to venues and you can perform there mm-hmm. and also I have a lot of musician friends who mm-hmm. like hooked me up with different opportunities mm-hmm. and then you can work with agents like like I have a few agents that I work with for acting too. Oh wow! So okay. I do a little bit of that. Like I just really like uh, dove into acting and singing in a way that 
I felt I couldn't in Montreal. Okay. So when you when you say like it, in terms of like the accessibility of jobs and stuff, do you mean that like it's easier like to find bookings and places that are interested in like in doing those kinds of performances? Yeah. Or like just also from a very like boring perspective, like is it easy also in terms of like is there like visa flexibility too? Like I'm just not, like not specific to your situation, yeah. but if I'm like a person that wants to like come to Korea for example and it's like I want to be a performer, like <laughs> is I don't like in Japan the it's kind of tough to get like a visa specifically for a performer. Like mm-hmm. most people I think get like a uh, they get like a regular work visa and then they have like an extra um like um permission thing like tacked on that's like I would also like to do this job, please. Like that's kind of outside of like their regular visa permission. Yeah. I don't know how strict Seoul or Korea's mm-hmm. visa things are, but like Well it's pretty strict, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um like, I was on an E2, which is a teacher visa. Okay. And even when I was doing that, I could still do certain acting jobs. But oh, the okay. big companies, they wanted to work with um, artists who were on an E6, an entertainer ah, visa. gotcha. And to get that entertainer visa, it's not as hard, actually, as I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, not, I'm in March, I'm going to get it. Oh, cool. Like, a, an agency here is sponsoring me, and I just have to go to Japan to get the visa. Because you have to leave the country and then come back. Oh, cool. We can hang out. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll be in Japan in March. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically you just need to pay the price. Um, it's like a, a million won, so like a thousand dollars ish for Ooh. the visa. Ooh. And then uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, That's it's, a lot. Yeah, like, it's I'm a lot of money, like, yeah. Like for what we have to like <laughs> is that the cost just to just to get the visa? Yeah, that's the cost to get the visa and Whoa. then depending on what agency you go with, um, some of them take a percentage of all your jobs, whatever jobs you find. Right, right. Um, but the one I'm with, they take a percentage of jobs they find for you. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's pretty typical. Like, any kind of, like, agent in basically any entertainment field I've ever heard of, like, they have, like, a certain commission that they take. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that's so expensive. Like, getting visas in Japan, well, admittedly, it's, like, a work visa. Just renewing, like, a work visa is, like, 40 U.S. dollars. Mm, okay. Is that really yeah. expensive? Are visas generally really expensive in Korea? Um, for my teacher visa, no, it, that that wasn't expensive. But I guess for entertainers, I don't know. Why is the entertainment <laughs> visa so expensive? That seems really. That's a good question. That seems like oh, I'm so curious about that. Is yeah. like because that seems like a visa that like, it's hard to get started in the entertainment business, let alone getting started in like another country. Why would you yeah. make it so expensive? <laughs> Yeah, it's so expensive, and then there's, like, no guarantee that you're actually yeah. going to find work. Yeah. So it's like, you pay all this money, like, you go into your savings, and then you hope for the best. Yeah, you know? that's rough, that's rough. But, I mean, it sounds like you already, you kind of took, like, a good road to get there. Like, you had a job established, and then you were building these connections, and yeah. now you're finally able to make that next step. So yeah, yeah, exactly. that seems like a really safe route, I think. Yeah, safer, but, yeah, like we discussed about corona, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that made a lot of opportunities kind of slip away because, right. you know, people shouldn't be congregating right now, so, mm. you know, people's priorities aren't, like, going to a show. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah, for those listening and or watching, we're recording this interview in the midst of the COVID-19 coronavirus uh, issue. In we're, we're recording this at the end of February 2020, and <laughs> yeah. the situation is not great. Yeah. <laughs> like, people, yeah, but, I mean, like, that's, that's an important reality i guess you know mm-hmm. uh if your audience is not available for whatever reason it's like mm-hmm. that's going to impact your job for sure so yeah hopefully you know there will be some you know some solutions in place soon and like 
before spring, one can hope, but yeah. you never know. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So that's a, one cool thing is like being able to find uh, like places to perform and having mm-hmm. these cool connections and stuff like yeah. that. Have you ever, just out of curiosity, I have not, like, have you ever looked into, like, trying to perform in, like, Canada or in the States at all? I performed in Canada a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I made a show. Um, I did, yeah, I made my own show, so I didn't, I performed there. And then, like, other things, like, here and there, I would perform at. Um, but I would say that when I was in Canada, I wasn't as serious about it. Oh, okay. I was like, I remember when I was young, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be famous by 19. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But then it's like, 19. Whoa. but like looking back, I'm like, I didn't do anything to make that a reality. You know, right? <laughs> it's like I had yeah. this big dream, but I wasn't putting in the work. Yeah. And um, now I'm actually putting in the work. Yeah. You know, so I'm sure like I can't really speak on the music scene mm. that much in Montreal because like I feel like I didn't try my best when I was there. Okay. Um, but like here, I'm just like very like much so like I go on Craigslist, I reach out to venues, I'm releasing music, mm-hmm. like I'm very proactive. Right, right. Yeah. And that's, oh, that's so important because I think so many of us can relate to what you just described, like being like, I'm going to be this thing by the time I'm like, what well, you said 19. <laughs> 19 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But then you don't realize you're like, oh, I have to actually do things to make that happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like someone's just going to find you on Instagram and say, here, would you like this amazing offer? You know, like you mm-hmm. have to be able to show a body of work and to show that like you're putting in the effort to make it happen. Exactly. It's like, it's unrealistic to expect that someone's just going to drop this great, like, you know, cool, famous life into your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's really, really, that's a really good lesson. Like, and I'm, I think I'm the same boat as you. It's like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize like, or maybe I did realize, but I was just too lazy <laughs> for a long time. Like, I didn't, for a long time, I was like, oh, I really want to do something. And then it was mm-hmm. like, well, if you want to do these things, then you have to do them yourself, you know? So yeah, yeah, for you sure. learn a lot through that process, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you ever think back to like when you first came to Korea and like compare yourself now to like that time? So that would have been six years ago, five yeah. and a half, six years ago now for you? Like, have you, like, do you notice any big changes in yourself since then? Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm not as shy. Hmm. Like, I remember moving here and I'm like, no one knows me here, so I can be a totally different person. And then I was the same person, you know? (laughs) I was the same person because, you know, just because you move doesn't mean you're going to change. It's like through experiences that you change. So I had to go through experiences and that's how I am the person I am now. Like, Mm -hmm. I started doing burlesque maybe... uh, two years ago wow and that's what made me uh so comfortable as a performer because like once you once you strip you know you're not shy as much when you're fully clothed (laughs) you know so i was singing uh and doing burlesque at the same time like Mm -hmm. in my performance okay so i got over that stage fright and now i feel like super comfortable performing i imagine that was probably like a a a real moment like where you're like there's this point where it's like you know your performance is at this one level and then you're like okay I want to add this aspect into my performance but Mm -hmm. oh my gosh did you feel like really nervous the first time you did it oh yeah definitely and Mm -hmm. I my friend at the time she was part of uh, an all-black burlesque group like the only one in in Korea okay so she asked me if I wanted to be part of it so I'm like oh sure because at the time I was like I'm just gonna say yes to everything and just try new Mm -hmm. things so I said yes and when I said yes I'm like why did I say yes like (laughs) 
this is <laughs> so outside of my comfort zone. But then, like, I did it. And I'm like, wow, this is really fun. And then the more I did it, the more comfortable I, I got. Uh-huh. And then I got involved with uh, Starlight Productions, which is like a burlesque slash theater group mm-hmm. in Korea. Okay. And uh, so I started doing plays with them. And mm-hmm. then I got, like, extra comfortable. And, yeah, I, I just love it. Oh, wow. So now, like, that's also part of your performance or that that's a different kind of performance that you do that's a different kind of performance but i want to be able to like bring them together at I some see. point somehow i see yeah mm, that'd be that'd be really interesting like uh like yeah if you haven't like i've heard a couple i heard your single uh the, the music video and then i heard the track that you released in january i think oh, okay questions yeah i heard those two and like uh, the sound of your voice, like the way that you have kind of the, uh, you have like a very jazzy-ish t- like sound, but at the same time you have like a real like kind of like in a good way, like kind of gritty, like cool sound to your voice too. And I Thank feel you. like that sort of matches like, or I could see how that would pair really interestingly with like a, uh, like a burlesque style performance or like into like integrating aspects of like burlesque dance I feel like that would I could totally see how that would integrate <laughs> like with the sound that you have too yeah Thanks. that's really cool um wow you have many different experiences <laughs> that are like, but like I'm actually really excited because your experience is so different from mine like mm. I would never have imagined like doing the things and like reaching out to the people that you've reached out to so mm. I think that that's really really cool um, maybe just kind of bringing the conversation back as, uh, to your music then, mm-hmm. um, are there any, like, kind of, as you, as you work on, like, this, uh, project to create a track every month, are there any kind of, uh, themes or are there any kind of, like, topics that you really want to focus on with your music or you've mentioned, like, uh, your parents from Cameroon and you've kind of integrated, like, African sounds, mm-hmm. uh, and you meant, you use the world, like, or world word uh, world music earlier like mm-hmm. is there like a, a specific a specific topic or something that you really want to focus on with your work i would say um freedom mm-hmm. through expression and also not feeling the pressure like not giving into the pressure of like following a certain path okay and just like dancing to the beat of your own drum mm-hmm. like that was that's the main message of uh, questions mm-hmm. and that's like the overall message of the whole project I would say okay okay so kind of like exploring you know who you are individually and not worrying about like how is someone gonna like perceive me or you know worrying about like you know other people's kind of expectations yeah exactly I see, I see. is that something that you've been able to kind of let go of a little bit over the last few years since you've been here yeah, I would say, like, especially with, uh, since doing burlesque, like, there's certain content that I don't want to post to my Facebook, because on my Facebook, there's people from back home, and I'm like, oh, I don't want them to see these pictures, you know, they're going to mm. think this and that about me, but at some point, I'm just like, you know what, I know who I am, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, mm-hmm. so I just, I share, and so far, no one has said anything bad yeah. to me, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen, like, in, in like, uh, like when I found you uh, as I was looking for cool people to talk to on this trip, I was, like, on your Instagram, for example, you have, like, really cool, like, body paint pictures as well. Mm, yeah. Like, is that... What is that? <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this line of question. Like, I, yeah. I was like, whoa, like, because they're really, like, striking. The pictures that you that you shared, like, they're really, really striking, cool, like, brightly colored, like, body mm-hmm. paint and stuff like that. Like, I, I feel like there's a very, like, uh, like, the, the images that you post, they really, like, are eye-catching. Like, they really pop. Is that something that you're kind of, like, drawn to? 
Yeah, definitely. I reached out to an artist here. His name is Corey. Mm -hmm. uh, he's Canadian. And uh, yeah, he does body art. And like he has a, a great Instagram page. So I'm like, okay, I want to be painted by him. And I kind of debated about it again. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be naked and he's going to paint me. Yeah. Like, I feel like I don't know how I'm going to feel about that. But yeah. I'm like, you know what? You can do it. It's going to be fun. So I reached out and we he asked me like what type of drawing I wanted. And I'm like, well, I'm African and I sing. So... He, we decided to do, like, um, a musician. Like, he painted this, like, oh, okay. uh, a musician on my body and, like, with, like, African-inspired art, essentially. And, uh, yeah, it turned out really nice. Yeah, I really it was liked cool. it. Yeah, it was really, So you didn't know that guy before you reached out to him? You just no. knew of him on Instagram? Yeah, I knew of him. And also, he's he had worked with a few of my friends. Oh, okay. So he so, was kind of, you had some connections. Then. Yeah, exactly. And we live in the same neighborhood. Like, oh, okay. I live in the neighborhood where, with a lot of foreigners and uh, a lot of artsy people. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, was that, just out of curiosity, when you asked him for the, I guess, painting, when you asked him for the body painting, was that before or after you started doing burlesque? That was after. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be like a really big hurdle, just like to suddenly one day, like, hello, yeah. can you please, can I please make an appointment for you to paint my naked body? <laughs> like, but that's like, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Like, that's something I'm still very much, yeah, I don't think I would be comfortable doing that. But mm. so that's really, but you were able to create like this really cool, like artistic, you know, result together. So that's awesome. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've only we've only got like another fifteen minutes left. Oh my gosh! I want to talk. I want to make sure we have a chance then to talk about kind of like uh, future stuff because like we've been focusing a bit like on the past and kind of your past experiences and how you got to where you are now. Mm -hmm. But I want to ask a bit too about uh, what you have coming up too. Like we've talked about um, your project to make a track. Uh, every month throughout 2020 yeah. um but kind of what's what are, what are kind of like the next steps or like where do you see yourself going in terms of like your music career or like with poetry as well uh mm -hmm. where is what's kind of like the next steps for you okay uh well i have a single coming out on sunday okay so that's my third one that's coming out oh yes <laughs> if that's is that your february track Yes, that's okay. a very okay. great track. We'll check it. Everybody's going to check it. I'll put a link in the description so we can all check Yay, it. Thank you. <laughs> so that's coming out. And um, yeah, I, I have more tracks that I'm going to release. Mm -hmm. Essentially, I want to get a record deal out of this. Mm -hmm. um, I want to do festivals around the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and basically, I'm just uh, working on getting exposure um, for my music mm -hmm. and do it doing shows cool. yeah that's basically my main source of income is from performing right here. yeah right 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 so when you when you say like you know doing festivals and stuff are there lots of like i have no idea music festival opportunities specifically like for the type of music that you're doing here mm -hmm. in korea in korea there are a few i wouldn't say a lot mm -hmm. um but i'm going to apply to different festivals around Asia as well. Mm -hmm. uh, like, once I have my body of a body of work, like, once I have my EP, then I'm really going to start pitching myself. I see. Yeah. So once you have this thing kind of, like, to show people, you know, like, this is a good example of my work, you know. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, I see. Then what about, like, would you be just open to, you know, going to different countries and, like, playing festivals in different countries as well if you had that opportunity? Yeah, definitely. Cool, yeah, because I know, like, there's there's a big underground music scene in japan for sure like Ooh, i have cool. uh 
acquaintances like because I, I like music I like kind of like jazzy solely like house funk sorts of things and like through just you know going to friends DJ events here and there over the years like you know you make connections with people yeah. and stuff and like it opened my eyes to this whole like underground not even underground in some cases like these really cool like jazz or like these crossover events that are just mm-hmm. awesome and all these people come out that just really really love it so I'm sure like there are opportunities here and there throughout Asia mm-hmm. you know to explore that more um in keeping with the same theme of like of work and stuff then uh when you look like when you think of now and all of the projects that you're working on now uh uh, do you think ever think back like to when you were younger and then like you already kind of touched on this a little bit like you know not doing the work when you were like a teenager but like if you like if you could say something like give your younger self advice or if like there's somebody that's like watching or listening that's like "Mm, I think I might like to go to Korea or I'd like to do something creative in Korea like Mm -hmm. is there anything that you know now that you wish you had known five or six years ago hmm I would say um don't hide certain parts of yourself like don't hide the fact that you create you know there's certain like even the fact that I write poetry like right now that I I'm focusing on music Mm -hmm. like my poetry and like my journalistic background I just like never mention it but Mm -hmm. that's part of my story and I think by uh not sharing those parts you're kind of limiting yourself Mm -hmm. you know you never know who you might be able to have a connection with and then they can like connect you with other people that could help you in different ways right right that's a great point just this morning I was reading this article about uh someone who was talking about how difficult it is to like sustain yourself they were using the example of a writer but Mm -hmm. uh, people who say like I write full-time it's like it's it's such like a privilege to be able to have like time and space to do creative work so it's if anything it's good to say I have these other jobs too. I have this other background too, because then it shows like, you know, you're not just living on like this creative work. It's well, maybe some people are, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I suppose. For sure. like, I, but in most cases, it's like, we do have to do uh, many different things and we have many different backgrounds that we put together to make, you know, our lives possible. So yeah. I think that is such a good point. Like having, you said like a journalistic background as yeah. well. Like I think did you mention that earlier? I feel like I didn't pick up on that word. Well, I, yeah, I didn't mention that it was, it was journalism. I just mm-hmm. said, like, writing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I have worked for, like, magazines in Montreal. Okay, so that mm-hmm. was kind of the, maybe, like, a, where you started, with like, education-wise then? Yeah, I studied, um, like, cinema and communications okay. and English literature and translation. Oh. Like, at different stages. Those are, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it sounds like you have, like, you have very, kind of, like, very sort of, like, multicultural-related interests initially and like yeah. and media interests as well mm-hmm. too sure. but yeah your point about like just sharing little bits of yourself and not trying to hide those things like I agree with that so much like knowing when is the right time to share like this certain part of your background can really help like you know make friends and make connections and I think that that's really really important too for sure yeah yeah so that's good advice that's good advice for <laughs> anybody I feel like not even like younger people that are thinking yeah about. yeah is there anything that uh, you would say someone definitely should do? Like, so we're saying, you mentioned, like, don't hide yourself, you yeah. know, like, make sure to, you know, be who you are. Is there anything that you're, you would say, like, definitely do this if you want to, you know, like, come to Korea or if you want to, you know, pursue, like, creative things here? Do you have advice for people, like, something they definitely should do? Okay, so if they want to... Like, what if they want to do, if they want to paint, if they want to sing, Mm -hmm. they need to do those things Mm -hmm. and not uh, wait to 
you know, not to wait to be hired to do it. Like mm. you can, I don't know, organize your own thing. You know, if if that's what you have to do. You know, like organize your own show. Like rent out a like a venue and then make a sh- make your own show. Or if you want to paint, well, paint and then like show your work online and then who knows use the right hashtags and then who knows who you might be able to connect with Mm -hmm. just my um advice is just to do yeah and that helps with like imposter syndrome as well like sometimes when i feel like bad about like where i'm at um i'm like i just sing and i write and i'm like you know you're pretty good (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah you kind of have to remind yourself and Creating is a perfect reminder of like of your purpose. You know what you do and who you are matters. Totally, totally. Oh man, that was, I was very I was very touched by your words. That's awesome. That's super <laughs> awesome. Yeah, but imposter syndrome is so true for so so many people. Even even like that in like the creative world. But like mm-hmm. that moment of oh nothing is going well for me. I suck so much. Yeah, yeah. Getting up and just doing whatever your thing is helps so much. It really it helps you get out of that rut. Like is that something you've like struggled with? Oh, I yeah. know I totally have. Because <laughs> I'll like watch videos back, or like I'll watch like you know, uh, or I'll find like files in my computer of stuff that I made and, and been like, what was I thinking? I thought this was good. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, past work. Yeah. The thing is, we always grow, and we're always gonna look back on past work and say, oh, we could have done this better. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, people are still touched by what we do. Uh, we always are harsher on ourselves than other people are. Like. For example, I was reading my poetry book and I was like, oh, I could have done this poem better. I could have changed this. I could have changed that. But then I was like reading the reviews on Goodreads and like on Amazon and like people really connected with my work. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you know what? You're really hard on yourself. Mm. Just like be proud of yourself, you know, like what's this? Pat yourself on the back. (laughs) Yeah. What's that word? What's that expression? I was like, just (laughs) Yeah. That's on your shoulder. Shake it off. Yeah. Shake it off. That too. That too. The haters. The haters. (laughs) But also hats. Hats. Yeah. Yeah. Pat yourself on the back. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, you've accomplished a lot. And we achieve and then we forget. Yeah. And then disappointment always sticks around longer. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good to always look back on what we've done and yes, be like, okay, I could have done this better, but it's still, your project is still worth something. And it's still, if one person saw it, who knows how that affected them. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Man, this is a very inspirational talk. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I got the chance to talk with you. Uh, we have maybe like another five to six minutes left. So I want to make very sure that mm-hmm. we all have an opportunity to find you wherever we possibly can. You have mentioned a couple of different things. Uh, first, your poetry book. I haven't spoken to you a lot about your poetry book. You've released it for purchase somewhere? Yeah, it's on Amazon, Kindle, um, other bookstores online. <laughs> what can we search for to find you if we want to check out your poetry on Amazon? Okay, it's I'll called... I'll put a link somewhere, too. <laughs> okay. It's called Bluebird, and um, Magda Ayuk, that's my author name. I have various names, oh. <laughs> as well as various passions. International woman of mystery over here. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? Like, do you have, like, a name for each sort of, like, work that you do? You have, like, a poetry name and then, like, a music <laughs> name and then, like, a, 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 a teacher teacher name? or. Well, I have, well, I would say two names. So okay. I have my, like, my writer name, Magda Ayuk, and okay. then I have, like, my art, my singer name, mm-hmm. uh, Iraq for Rocky for short. But then, mm-hmm. like, I have 
bunch of different nicknames like people call me a lot of things okay <laughs> what's the what's the background on the the writer name the book uh, for your poetry book oh that's that's my name oh <laughs> yeah well my, my full name is like magdalene but magda for short magda yeah ah, okay 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 yeah and the rock for is my middle name i'm named after my great grandma okay so gotcha yeah oh that's so cool actually that's a really cool like way of to sort of like separate your passions. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before. That's cute. I like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we have a Bluebird is the name yes. of your poetry book that we can find on Amazon. And then we can find you, uh, your music uh, on like, I've listened on like Spotify. Mm-hmm. I know. Can we find you on like SoundCloud? Your YouTube, you have a YouTube channel as well. Yeah, I do. Where I saw your YouTube music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where, yeah, where is the best place to find all of your, all of your updates, all of your information? Okay, I would say the best place would be Instagram because like I posted that a lot mm-hmm. and there's a link up with my YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple. So Instagram is Iraqforth. Okay. Should I spell it out or maybe you're going to... I will put a link yeah, in the description. I'll put a link so whether you're listening uh, on podcast version or watching on YouTube, check mm-hmm. the link for her Instagram uh, account information. And uh, I think I'll put your homepage in there too. Mm-hmm. I'll put all the social media I have access to and your book as well. Is there anything else we should include there? You have so many projects. I feel like you might be like, oh, I also have this other thing that I do. Um, I think that's about it. I mean, I act. I mentioned that. Uh Um, But yeah, it's... Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're coming to the end of our time. So I'll ask, I guess, one more uh, kind of forward-thinking question about uh, who inspires you? Like, is there anything or anyone's work that you're like, wow, I just love what that person or that group is doing. Like, I would love to work with them someday. Okay. I love Missy Elliott. Oh, classic. She is so, like, out there. Like, her music videos have always been amazing Mm -hmm. and futuristic. And I love the way she she writes as well. Like, Missy's songs, there's always a part that people are always going to, like, be repeating. And that's what I try to do with... um, my music as well mm-hmm. like there has to be a part that people that gets stuck in people's heads okay and she's really good at that yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, she even like reversed music in her song famously you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> and that's the part that everybody remembers is like mm-hmm. the nonsense like it's yeah brilliant <laughs> so cool yeah oh man missy elliott she is she's like so classically cool mm-hmm. too right oh yeah. that's awesome man okay well i think i'll wrap it up here mm-hmm. uh unless there's anything burning that you would like to finish on any closing thoughts <laughs> any closing thoughts would be um just love yourself and share yourself and you're worth the extraordinary that's it awesome thank you so <laughs> much for your time this was really really fun yeah it was thank you so much thank you thanks so much for listening to this episode of non-native creative make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so that you never miss an interview also, please make sure to stop by the project Patreon at patreon.com slash non-native Patrons can get access to Patreon-only discussions, bonus behind-the-scenes media, interview transcripts, and access to patron-only live streams. Your support will help make sure the series can continue to share exciting, interesting stories from creative people working across borders. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.